This episode of the Last King Podcast is brought to you by Wonton Destruction. Wontons. Motherfuckers had it coming for years. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. So why do I have Do you want Chasu with that? Apart from... Nah, man. Chasu is... I'm fine with Chasu. Wontons. Racist motherfucker. <laughs> This is the Last King Podcast. I am your co-host, Mr. Toffee, and with me is my other co-host, Shafiq. Hello. And yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about ever since we've taken a bit of a break. But yes, we need to address that. We've been away for about a week. Just about a week. We just want to just get... So we need to tell the fans right now. What have we been up to? Basically, what have you been up to? I have no idea, actually. Um, Did you not take a trip? Of sorts. Oh, I just went to KL. That's it. It's not. It's not really a trip. It's more like eh, just going down there. For all you non-Asians, out. KL is Kuala Lumpur. Yes, Kuala Lumpur. So you went back to the village. Yes, the village. It's actually lovely. I mean, I just basically laced around all day, got drunk. I think we should make an announcement. What? You are officially unemployed <laughs> congratulations should, you, should we mention that i don't we know should, we should mention that because i think all our fans wants to know more about our personal lives you can follow mr toffee at mr toffee on twitter nah. <laughs> okay you've seen him you'll see all the holiday pictures all right it's also uh, the I same think the, i think Instagram, the correct right? word is freelancing freelancing mm. <laughs> permanent unemployment but yes so how does it feel pretty free actually um yeah just very very relaxing i mean you know like this the stress of everyday life jobs just gets to you. I really don't know what to say. Just except Queen asked me to break free and I'm I've broken free. Really? Yes. So is I would guess this would be the perfect opportunity for you to shit on your previous company. No, no, I should <laughs> not. No, I really should not. Oh, you no, have no. some love for them still? No, no, no. It's just I'm just being professional about things. But yeah, we also need to kind of remind people that yes, we do have full time jobs. Yes. At least should. one of us now. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're kind of preoccupied. So if the podcast doesn't come out on the regular basis. Yeah, you know, it's probably my fault for not catching up. <laughs> I'll take some blame too, but you know. As and when, okay, we're back. Yep, we're okay, back. our last episode did pretty well. Yep, yep. Okay, I got a lot of nice feedback from it, you know. Yep. But hey, positive feedback, right? Very positive feedback indeed. So hey, if you want to feedback or you want to tell us anything, you can always just, uh, you know, send us a tweet over at Last King Podcast. You know, you can follow us on our Instagram at Last King Podcast as well, or you can just visit our website, thelastking.net. <laughs> now, all right, yeah, I just want to bring up a few announcements before we start our monster episode congratulations yes <laughs> apparently there's actually something going on at the national library okay uh, it's called the speech bubble Ooh. and it's actually happening from the 2nd to the 30th of september and Which is they have actually different panels for different comic artists to talk about their experiences about story writing and how they can educate other people on how to create stories for comics you mean this is going of... on right now yeah actually where um, do i sign up well that's easy <laughs> well obviously since it's 
we're recording on the 8th, so the earlier sessions are already done. So right now, you can probably join up on the 9th. Oh, wait, that's actually tomorrow. Holy crap, that's too fast. We'll go to the 16th September. You do realize that this doesn't come out until another three days from now, right? Uh, maybe two days. <laughs> we'll work fast. We'll we're, work fast and hard. We're God, still figuring out how to do this podcasting, boys and girls. So yeah, I'm yeah. So- but anyway, let's, <laughs> let, let's just future-proof ourselves. Um, so on the 16th September, yes. there's going to be Gary Chu going to be talking about how to do comics. Gary Chu? I have no idea who he is, actually. But He sounds important. Yes, he does. Uh, 17th September, we've got Karen Tan. Karen Tan? Yes. 24th September, we've got a trio of people on Sunday. AJ Lowe. AJ Lowe. Jerry Hines. Oh my god. And Professor Dr. Muliyadi Mahamud. He's actually known for the guy. I know the last guy because he's actually done stuff for Gila Gila before. Uh, Malaysian comic, which is basically mad. It's basically the Malay version of mad. I would say more Malay version of old cracked. Cracked. Old cracked before it became. They didn't cracked. really have the whole, uh, you know, movie parody thing. Actually, Crack did have movie parodies a little bit. I think more TV shows parodies. True. No, I was more of a mad guy. I, I heard of Crack, you know, but yeah. I like what Crack has become now. Yeah, yeah. Is... It evolved from becoming a mad ripoff to something online. Like a college humor ripoff. <laughs> no, it has, it has own things now, actually. More insightful things, but not in a very sarcastic and very educational kind of manner. I mean, I saw that video about Uber. That was pretty cool. When was the that? Comedic. That was a quite a while ago. No, that was, but he's not on the main roster, right? He kind of is, actually. Whoever did videos there, they're considered their main main listers. And they do write-ups as well, too. I only go to crack nowadays just to, you know, check out on the photoplasty. Those ah. still crack me up. Ugh, puns. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so this comic workshop is actually happening right now up to the 30th. So you can check out the website at I'm speechbubble.sg. So Speech. that's S-P-S-P-E-E-C-H-B-U-B-B-L-E dot S-G. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Are you interested in that sort of thing? The whole workshop and, you know, learning about comics. Am and... I ever? It's always been my dream to one day grow up to be a comic book guy. <laughs> or Not a comic book reading guy. Comic book making guy. A comic creator yep. or part of a successful podcast. Whichever comes first. That works too. That works too. <laughs> and now you're part of the whole creative uh, alumni. Uh, yes. Creating content for people to hopefully laugh at. I... Or laugh with, not laugh at. My dream is to do the Dark Knight 4. <laughs> <laughs> I'll out Frank Miller, Frank Miller. One, one can dream. <laughs> one can dream. Um, you hear yeah. that, DC? Hire me. Yeah. And a couple of other news before we head to our main feature. Um, they've announced that the Xbox One... Uh, S, that small version of the Xbox One. Xbox One Slim, you mean? Yeah, the Slim, the Xbox One S. Gears of War 4 Limited Edition is actually coming out on November. When the game is actually coming out on October. Something a bit weird about that, to be honest. Now, from the official world, when I was asking them, like, why is it coming, why is it being delayed? Their official answer is, and I quote, we are always looking to bring our newest offerings to Asia as soon as we can. But... With the plan, 25 November launch for the Xbox One S Gears of War 4 Limited Edition 2TB bundle. Quite a mouthful. We hope that this will get our fans excited and look forward to playing on the new console in the coming months. In other words, no, they did not answer that question. At all. <laughs> a very, very diplomatic answer. It is, it is. I mean, this is from the PR person so what are you gonna do right so literally they're holding off gears of war for actually no. xbox one s limited edition yeah, only the limited edition turbo the game, hyper fighting edition yes, the game is actually coming out still in october 
But the limited edition is going to be delayed a whole month. Yes, one whole month. So who's going to buy the original version? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> but, Who um, plays Gears of War anymore? I thought that I series kind of played itself out I, after I, I part like 3. I like Judgment. I like 3. Judgment is the one, one where like... It became arcadey, which is good. I didn't care much about the story. But it had this mode where if you play a level, you can play the hard version of the stage okay. with a time limit or maybe gas pops up in the area and you kind of need to survive before you die. Uh, like, like It became like arcade mode. Gears of War, Gears of War arcade mode. Which but, was good. Is Marcus Phoenix still around? No, right? No, no. For Judgment, it was Baird, Coltrane, and... Coltrane still around? Yes. But Dominic died in part 3, right? Oh, wait. Oh, spoilers. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Coltrane No, wait. That around. game came out 10 years ago. If you didn't yeah. know Dominic died, right? Yeah. Go to game trailers. <laughs> I'm sure they showed up where game trailers are gone. Yeah. Well. But anyway, you too can sort out that problem. Judgment had like the, the, the D-listers mm-hmm. doing stuff. And it actually turned out alright. I actually liked it. It's going to be kind of weird without Marcus Venus coming back. Yeah. Although in part 4, they kind of hinted that he's a... You're actually controlling his son now in part 4. Oh, wait. So there's a Marcus Phoenix Jr. Yes. When did he have time to have a kid? I thought at the start of the first game, he came out of prison. Yeah. And we followed him all around. Yeah, and then the third one, it ended things. Yeah, and we met that... Uh, what was it? The What are they called again? Um, the underground people? Oh, no, the locusts. Locust. The, lo- uh, the locusts had a locust queen who was kind of human for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, the non-mutated locusts, I guess, which looks like a human, basically. So, th- th- for me... I kind of ended at Gears of War 3. I yeah. didn't go to Resurgence. Yeah, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll go to 4. You can go to 4 just fine. So story-wise, I'm fine. Yeah. It's basically X years after the f- third game. Mm. And I hope it actually turns out alright. Uh, I mean, I'm a next fan month, of the anyway. first one. Second one kind of, you know, started to show a bit of wear and tear. I actually love the second one a lot more. I liked it for the multiplayer. I, I like the horde mode a lot better. It expanded the single player mode pretty well. Like you're actually going underground, and there are more creative cover levels. The set pieces. Yeah, the set pieces are actually really good for the second one. Here's the thing about part three. I don't really remember much of it. I remember the hotel. I remember somebody died. Dominic died, right? Yeah. And I remember there was a hotel stage, which was actually really big, expensive. Like you're going underground, underground still basement, and then when you get up, oh, there's actually sunlight and color. From all the desert shit you've seen in the third game, at the end it's like, wow, it's like a visual overload. And then mm. it becomes dark and stormy when you fight the last boss at the end. I think that's the problem we have with number three because it kind of... Nah, I, I washed, out, washed out a lot of things, right? Not just that. Uh, maybe it's Gears of War Burnout or the fact that, you know, I think the game in itself, right? It had a pretty good lore despite how simplistic it is. Well, it mm. was, you know... It, it was made it was it made sense in a way I guess and I mean I'm not I, much... I, I'm okay with it if you can just throw away some leaves of logic yeah, I mean I'm, I'm not much not much for story but I do remember that it was one of those few games where you could play with a second person offline oh, I think you can play with four people in the third game though like online right yeah yeah no, but no, no remember, offline and online what I remember Both. was was like, I had a lot of fun playing court with my brother and like a couple of friends uh. so it was like I mean for an Xbox 360 launch title that kind of you know I wouldn't say it overtook the Halo series mm-hmm. but it was like the alternate to the Halo series yeah, yeah. it set up its own thing it's more slow paced but also I mean, rough gave Cliff Blazinski a career <laughs> yeah no 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 that was unreal and that was Jazz Jack Rabbit Mm, I mean, in this generation, probably. In the Xbox generation, I guess you're right. I mean, yeah. What else did he do? Bulletstorm? That's about it, right? Bulletstorm was actually another studio, but he was a guy sort of overwatching everything. I mean, this whole thing is just basically how he managed to escape the 
the so-called the prison of Xbox, right? Where he could actually finally go off and do his own thing, right? Yeah, yeah. He's doing Lawbreaker right now as we speak. He set up a studio with a bunch of other people. Um, I think it's called a Boss Studio or Boss Key. Any news on that? No. Um, it might be coming out next year, but and it looks really good. It's like uh, imagine Bulletstorm as a PvP thing. Mm. I think that's about that's all about I can say because that's all I've seen. Did you play Bulletstorm? Yeah, that was so good. That you was liked it? So good, yeah. Yeah, uh, nah, I mean, it's, it's like, like the Mega Man shooter I kind of wanted. <laughs> it really is. I mean, you get to the slide, you got like a charge shot, and you've got a bunch of other shit. That could have been like different variations of Mega Man's uh, bosses. Weapons. So if Mega Man was to be an FPS game, it would I be would like Bulletstorm. Like, yeah, it would be a pretty, pretty I don't remember like which which Mega Man or Rockman had the nut shot. <laughs> Uh, Woodman, wood, wood I guess. Are, are we mixing up our franchises again? <laughs> I guess Woodman would be the guy in that show. Woodman? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know, pretty bad punch. You need a sound effect just for that. Wah, wah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, yeah, we kind of sidetracked way too much. Um, yeah, so, so Xbox do? One S is coming out, but the limited edition, the Gears of War one, November, so. You gotta wait a month. Yeah. Wait a month. After the game comes out. You know, it'll be so close to maybe Black Friday. You just wait a little bit longer. You'll be fine. I mean, yeah. a game like Gears of War, right? Yeah. It'll always have its community. It'll always have its online scene, right? Exactly. So yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. really need to jump in on the first day. Yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, okay. On the other side of the fence, you want to talk about the PlayStation All right, stuff? that really early-ass morning announcement just now. I mean, I won't say just now. It's like, it was 3 in the morning so, on outside. Apparently, what's going on right now is the PS Now... Is it has a PS4 Pro with uh, HDR and uh, 4K support. So, HDR meaning high dynamic yeah. range and 4K support. Yes. I think what That's we it. what we need to know is, do you have a 4K TV? No, I don't. Are you ever going to buy one? No. What about a 2K TV? No, I'm not. I might have one. I actually don't know. I didn't when does check. this come out? I think it's November. November this year. Yes, this year. Is there any Sony 4K or HDR TV that is gonna come? Because maybe I'm very sure there is do, one down the line. If you remember what happened in last generation when the PS3 launched, mm-hmm. and it, Sony had this whole line of plasma screens that came out, the Bravia series to kind of coincide with it. So you had the accompanying TV to go with your brand spanking new console. Mm-hmm. Was there any such announcement for the Sony? I mean, like no special TV announced. No right. Now here's the thing: the Xbox One S, the one that's coming out, mm-hmm. has the features that the PS4 has that whole 4K HDR support, and it also plays Blu-rays as well. Whereas this PS4 may not. Here's the question: Maybe though. something might change halfway through, but so far, no official word. We can't play 4K Blu-rays. But here's the thing. Do you own any 4K Blu-rays? Yeah, so I don't really give a shit, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? So I'm only buying the Xbox One S because you know it's, it's small. Really, like, okay, it's not really grinding my gears, but I'm trying to understand this. Like, Why is everybody harping on the fact that it doesn't have a 4K Blu-ray player? And like, when they might the not fuck, even buy it. Who the fuck buys Blu-rays anymore? Okay, People download this shit, actually. Exactly, you know. Okay, I mean, granted, I did buy the Blu-ray Batman vs. Superman, mm-hmm. but that was for the sake of this podcast, okay? Totally scientific reasons. <laughs> not, not for my own personal consumption. Okay, this is for you fans out there, okay? But, okay, I'm looking to the future right now and I'm thinking to myself, what 4K Blu-ray would I love to own? Hmm. Iron Man 3? 
No. <laughs> oh, fuck, no. Avatar, Avatar, uh, James Cameron's Avatar. No. It looks pretty. I've seen that enough times. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, there was a Pacific whole... Pacific Rim. Okay. That sounds... That... No, no, no. Uh, uh, District 9. Aren't we in the world where things like this are available to us legally? I mean, streaming, you know? Netflix is happening here in Singapore. Yes, it is. And there are other services that will provide such things. Yep, yep. And isn't that the inevitable future where we finally get rid of the optical drive? I mean, my... Or, or getting rid of physical material... F- physical, physical media. media. Right. I mean, like, where do you buy most of your games now on? Steam. Yeah, well, actually, I buy it from a shop now. I mean, well, an online your, shop. For your shop. PS4. Uh. Yeah, PS4. And probably the Xbox One stuff in the future. So but yeah, m- all my Steam stuff is all through online. On Steam or good old games. So Actually, just those two. Just those two. Maybe two. I want to touch on this a little bit, but isn't it about time we let go of such archaic Forms methods of, of distribution? No, I I mean, we can, but I remember, mean, people still collect VHSs up to this day, or even uh, vinyls, as more of a nostalgic thing, or rather as a niche thing. True, but the thing so is... So Blu-rays will probably be the same thing too. Or even HD DVDs, if people even have those. But here's the thing, like... Okay, my argument with vinyl... When you buy a, a vinyl copy of something, and you want to compare it to like the MP3 or the digital, the iTunes version, right? The warmth, the clarity, the, just the difference, you know, the, that texture that is present when you listen to something on vinyl. I can argue that there are actually some forms of media in digital format that actually sounds just as good. Okay, but I'm talking about games here. Okay, games. If you want, you so games. what's the difference between a game on a CD or a DVD or a Blu-ray and a game you just download off Steam? There's really no difference. Exactly. It's just more like there you is, want something physical no, for you to hold. Yeah. Okay. So the the tangible value of holding something physical, as opposed to owning something online under one account or, I, or multiple accounts. I guess. I mean, like, if it's, how, it's how someone perceives value. Do you value something more physical, or are you okay doing both? Or do you prefer more of saving space and, you know, getting stuff online? And here's the, here's the clincher, you know? Like, you buy it on Blu-ray or on disc, $70. Yeah. Buy it on Steam, it's still $70 sometimes, right? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Um, yeah. Actually, that is the crux right there. Digital stuff usually should be cheaper than the physical stuff. Because you're not paying for the truck to ship the box exactly. to the store where it's going to be... That needs to be air-conditioned and you need to pay some dude to make sure that nobody robs the place. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like, we're in this weird kind of middle ground where like, I understand why physical media is still around and I also kind of understand why it will never go away completely. But it's gonna be a balance anyway, right? I mean, people, there are gonna be people who just want everything. I mean, okay, I will give it to you. Like, if you want to get the $200 collector edition with the sculpture and the figurine and the art book, like, yeah. fine, okay, that, that, go for it. But, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm still on the side of, like, this is gonna be the final console generation. Before they take away the drive and then everything's all I think the console online. in itself is gonna disappear very soon I mean, I don't know what other innovation or what thing because you know you know what I'm afraid of when that happens what your Con- console has to be online 24-7 which is what your computer is yeah yes and no mm. I sometimes go offline I mean once in a while I rather have something inside my computer mm-hmm. that I don't need to authenticate online hence the CDs True. or stuff that you've already installed fully and you don't need you only need to bypass your um, your digital protection once 
like the whole uh, DRM shit. I mean, like, yeah, that's probably the only caveat there. Is like when it, when things like go mobile fully, games, yes, like when mobile. things get fully digital, yeah, you get you enter that whole new realm of microtransactions and. But uh, I can give, but I can give mobile games a pass because you're not paying shit for those games Speaking unless you want to. Speaking of mobile games, <laughs> Nintendo. Mm. Yes. Wow, that's a very good segue. They um, finally jumped. The shark? No. I don't know. They've jumped over the pipe. They've jumped over the plant. Yeah. They're... And yeah, okay, yeah. For context, Nintendo is actually creating a game called Super Mario Run for the iOS. It is slated to come out either this month or next month. With the Android version coming out later. So doesn't This they... is a fully created Nintendo title. This is first party. So Nintendo's gonna have your stamp there. The official no seal to... of approval, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like those yeah, you're right. It's all of them. From your base, everything, not handing it to a third party like Niantic for Pokemon Go. Which is gangbusters for Niantic and not for, for Nintendo. Now. Actually, for both. There's always a licensing thing that happens whenever they, companies do this. Yeah, but I think. It is their brand, Nintendo will get the share. But how Niantic much... will actually get the paycheck from the, from the contract they sign. But how much of this the microtransactions do, does Niantic get? A lot. a lot. So they will get money, but Nintendo will get the share too. So they'll get a cut, huh? Yes. They will always get a cut. This is the brand. Come on. If you've actually owned the Pokemon brand, you want to get the biggest cut as much as possible, right? Yeah, and especially if you know your brand is not tainted. Your brand is very high profile. Like Final Fantasy. Oh. <laughs> or, um... Call back to the intro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, inside joke there for all yeah, of you. Yeah. But, okay. Isn't this more like the end of an era? How does it feel? Like, now we can ha- we have an official Nintendo, and not just an offic- uh, official Nintendo franchise. The franchise. The franchise. The flagship, the, the figurehead, okay? I'm surprised they took this long, but I think they're just very... Either they're kind of higher up about it, high, they're kind of snooty about it, considering that they have their 3DS, they I have a mobile game thing going on. I wouldn't really say that they were snooty about it. I would say they were very protective of their ecosystem. And I mean, like, it's also a very Japanese thing to like keep things within brand, keep things in the family. Mm-hmm. And they kept it going for the longest time. So to me, this is like, you know, the end of an era, sign of the times. I mean, ever since Iwata died, Nintendo hasn't been the same. And they're kind of suffering from it. Because, I mean... The last thing Iwata did was the Wii U. Yeah. And he also admitted openly that it was not say a failure, but it didn't do the kind of it didn't do the gangbusters that the Wii did. But I was, thought he also contributed to the NX before it passed away though. I mean but, but the thing is he wasn't there for its completion. It's still not out yet. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is there's all these other things where like oh I think the latest rumors that it's gonna be like uh publishing games on cartridge throwback mm-hmm. but at the same time I mean I just mentioned you know like well, physical media in this day and age but I mean th- I would say that there's a whole level of copy protection or DRM that you know you can definitely just like uh, avoid just by having things on the cartridge mm-hmm. but at the same time you know like I mean it still feels weird to me to see Mario outside of a Nintendo console and yet at the same time I'm glad that they're taking the step because I can imagine seeing maybe a Metroid pinball yeah or I a, guess or a oh, rhythm no. <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding what? Uh, a Rhythm Heaven or any of those simple games that you see on the Wii that you could play on the touchscreen come on iOS that would be pretty cool you think? yeah I would like to see a Rhythm Heaven pop up on an iOS you know the strange thing is you know, I mean, or maybe even a Metroid game or Dude, not, the not entire eight bit or sixteen bit catalog. I mean, people have been can emulating. Actually be on, yeah, they've yeah. been emulating that shit illegally. Yes, on Android. On mostly. Android, 
Mo- yeah, mostly. I mean, iOS jailbroken. Yeah. Depends on what phone you have. Okay, but like, this could also be. I mean, you have to think about it. But this Nintendo, they are like game makers. They know that if they're gonna put this game on a different platform with different rules, mm-hmm. they're gonna adhere to the rules and even maybe break it, break a few of them. Okay, but here's the thing. Like, uh, my take on this. I mean, the Nintendo system. The Nintendo games, the collection, the library, the franchise, the legacy, the name, the brand. Okay, that is every gamer's first taste of video games. Yes. Okay, baby's first video game. I mean, from whatever era, 80s, 90s, 2000s, right? Most guys, their introduction to video games is usually through a Nintendo game. And I think, right, because if you, do you think that this current generation, I mean, kids nowadays, they have their eyes glued to their phone all the time. Because of all this Angry bird shit. Not just that, I mean... Dude, six-year-olds have freaking Snapchat and like Instagram accounts, right? But wouldn't yeah. it be like, here's a prime opportunity for you to put Metroid, Castlevania, the classic Mega Man games. Maybe Rock not Man. Castlevania, but yeah, <laughs> uh, Metroid. Castlevania, yes. Dude, no, like, imagine that kid, that six-year-old or seven-year-old boy who plays Ghouls and Ghosts for the first time on his phone. He'll probably break it <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes <laughs> and then he plays super ghouls and ghosts and he kills himself <laughs> 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 what I gotta beat this again <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, oh man like oh maybe Ninja Gaiden 2 uh, no uh, no the first one the first but, one will like, make him I think, here's another thing though I mean sign of the times like it's nice to see that Nintendo is like you know going beyond their ecosystem and they're how you would say bo- bravely going where no other console has gone before mm. but think about it they were not the first. Sega, when they fell apart, they stopped selling hardware. Fucking Sonic the Hedgehog appeared on other consoles. He even crossed on over the with GameCube. Mario. On the GameCube. On a GameCube, you know, on the rival system. That was very weird. When and you... I can pinpoint that as that's the, the official downward spiral of the Sonic franchise and Sega being a game developer. I mean, they're still a publisher. They're still yeah. pushing out like Yakuza games and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? But and Chain Chronicle too. They're one of their biggest uh, Japanese hits. But still, I mean, like, could this be an omen of of things to come? Like, I don't think so. No, it no? is not. I when when they release the NX, it might turn out all right. Maybe they've always once. They I'll always still that game buy it because I'm that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've proven them to, to the world that they've already know how to make games. This is a matter of maybe they'll market the NX better so this compared is... to how they marketed the Wii U. More or less the logical evolution. This yeah. is what this is the, these are the steps they need to take to go. Yeah, yeah. And there's gonna be an ecosystem where maybe whatever you do in Super Mario Run might contribute to whatever the hell you're doing on the NX. I mean Which they're gonna make an announcement this month. I mean, hopefully. We're not even talking whether it's gonna be a good game or not. It could be just Temple Runner with Mario it's, skin. It might be actually. Okay, or maybe the Rayman game, the jungle run one. The origins uh, uh Rayman basically it's like you go from left to right and you just tap a button and the guy jumps. But I mean, and you run as long as you can until you die. You hit an obstacle. Oh man! I mean, but this is me. Like Mario cannot go away. He has to be here forever. Yeah, hundred percent. I want to game... see him. I want my grandkids' grandkids to still know that Mario is a yeah, thing. Yeah, hundred percent. This game will use the aesthetics and all the assets from uh, New Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. But it'll it'll sell like gangbusters, hundred percent. Now the big question is: after six, seven months. Are they going to just update the game more and more and keep the same price tag? Or are they going to put IAPs inside? Or what microtransactions are they going to attach? Yeah, IAPs, yeah. In-app purchases. I mean, they, they did say no IAPs. I mean, but whether that will happen six months, I don't know. Oh, is there a trailer? There is, right? 
somewhere online, I guess. By they now, made the announcement already. Yeah. I need, I need to know. Is Shigeru Miyamoto-san involved? He should be. It's his baby. It's his, he made Mario. He made Nintendo, literally. Yeah, yeah. He would have been an overseer or maybe had a hand in it somehow. But doesn't matter. Um, This game will do well. Yeah, it's definitely. Just, I mean, just based on the brand, yeah. Yeah. And even... Yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of whether they're going to cave into the whole IAP thing or not. I think they will. I mean, look what it did for everybody else. Yeah. I mean, good or bad. And the sad thing is people are going to buy that shit. Maybe if Mario has a new hat wearing it in the game, people are going to buy that shit. Man, $5 Tanuki suit. Yeah. Oh my god, they can charge as much as they want and people will pay for that shit. I, I saw the future and the future is not good. Oh god. <laughs> anyway. So sad. Please, so, Nintendo, prove me, prove us wrong. Don't, don't cave in, is all I'm saying. Mm. You can cave it in if you're doing a free-to-play game, but don't cave in for a paid game. Uh, I mean, okay. This is gonna be... I mean, this is it. This is the turning point. This is where last gen... I mean, you can literally say, like, guys like us who grew up with video games, we've seen it evolve to a point, right? Yeah. And this, to me, is like... Is that is that is that the scene in 2001 where we see the obelisk, that's the future... This is Brave New World. We don't know what's going to happen next. You hear the awful Sprangs are to soundtrack popping up. And we step into the abyss. And, yeah, and then someone, one of us turns into a little baby like floating in space or some shit. You definitely. You're the cute one. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick How? break. Oh, we oh. are? Oh, because I was going to bring up... They've actually... Nintendo did an experiment called Mitomo. Mitomo? Beforehand. Yeah, it's actually basically a chat app. Oh. With me's running around. Mitomo. It's a free-to-play thing. You can pay money yeah. if you like for currency, which you can buy shit and um, you can use it to play games inside. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, that's Nintendo's uh, foray to F2P. So I'm guessing they're switching back by doing Super Mario Run. So they might go back and forth with the free-to-play and the paid stuff. So mm. again, that's just one tactic they can take. They're just going back and forth. I just hope they don't mix it together to one giant monster. Like... A paid game with, with in-app purchases. Well, time will only tell. I mean, I don't know how the upper people... Like, Nintendo, literally two, three years ago when Iwata was still around, right? You could see the direction of the company where all they were, pu- they were pushing was, this is our brand, this is our lifestyle, this is... Like, you. I was so, so a part of that. And now it's like, I, I'm not familiar with who's taken over. I'm not familiar with, like, you know, the workings on... Like, in my head, I thought Shigeru Miyamoto would be the next president, but he yeah. didn't. And you know what this crazy thing mm-hmm. is? Going back to the games itself, if they did a paid game with the free-to-play with the free-to-play mechanics, the whole uh, paid apps thing, yeah. they will get away with it scot-free. Because there are so many fanboys who will support this shit. Look at Blizzard. Overwatch <laughs> is a paid game. They're actually in-app purchases. Optional, but they're still in-app purchases in a paid game. And on the other side of the spectrum... People yeah. like him for it. When EA does it, did this for a Battlefield, Front. front. I was going to say Battlefield. But yeah, Battlefront. They did it for Battlefield too. Okay. <laughs> Battlefront. People were shitting all over EA. So you tell me. It's always a company's reputation. And then again. And your fanfare with your fans. Yeah. So and it's always company rep in the end, no matter what. So Nintendo is least likely to screw people over? Yeah. And they, they might and do get it. away with it. And even if they do They, they just have it. to word it in the best way possible so it sounds less threatening. Oh, kind of like Blizzard, in a sense. You want this. Huh? <laughs> you want this. Yeah, you want this, yeah. Okay, so... Gonna... We should take a break, right? We should take a break. We've been rambling for a bit. Yeah. So uh... We kind of went a bit off topic from a Monster Mash thing. 
Oh wait, no, we're gonna go straight into the moth match after this break. Yes. You know it'd be the perfect intermission? I saw this film called Pete's Dragon. Enjoying which, unemployment already, huh? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Finally pretty get much. to see a movie in the middle of the day. Yes, finally. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this is actually a remake of the old 1970s classic film. Which, which I not many people remember. Kinda, well, they remember it, they thought, oh, it's kind of cool. And then when they watch it, it's like, oh, it's a piece of shit. What? Actually, it is. Um, I watched it How again and again. How dare you, sir? Apart from the whole bread... Uh, groundbreaking apple scene where <laughs> Pete is getting fed by by Elliot the dragon with apples and shit so we need to preface this because like before we decided to record this we had a conversation where okay Mr. Toffee himself wanted to talk about Pete's dragon yeah, and it would coincide with my later review of another big lizard movie and me recalling as much as I could thought back and yeah I remember Pete's dragon and I remember that apple scene and that's all. Yeah, that's it. Everything else is like, oh, there's corny songs and ev- and then there's like a woman trying to capture Pete because he's an orphan and wants him to be a slave to his place or something, like an indentured servant. Are you sure? During the time when... I don't, I don't think so, man. It could be a sexual thing. Oh my God. <laughs> does he film? Well, there's a lot You know, in the, in the 70s, you know, women were really attracted to young, svelte boys covered in grime <laughs> yeah. named Pete. Oh, man. <laughs> and Sorry. This, and this was a time when um, they had, uh, I think the Song of the South came out like 10, like three, four years late before. I mean, are we talking about the groundbreaking mix of animation and live action? Yeah, another one. Or the rather subdued subsued what's the word the, the underlying racism yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's beside the point now this remake that I've seen it takes elements from the very first film and then I mean what worked basically the dragon the kid the bonding between the two the bond and yeah you know like the relationship yes and then the family that actually took care of the two of them well actually, actually just the kid and this made its own story from there. Like, it's actually a wood-cutting town. Mm-hmm. God knows where in America. And there's actually a myth of the dragon, like, run, running around in the mountains deep in the forest. Like the Jersey Devil or Bigfoot, right? Yeah, but friendlier. So, well, friendlier. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And friendly urban legends. Yeah, yeah. Friendly urban legends. So, Robert Redford, uh, Meacham, in the movie, is the old man who has seen the dragon. But he always tells tall tales about this to kids. Okay. Who visit him in his workshop and... 
people ridicule him in a sense, but not in the very typical 80s ridicule. They're like, ah, fuck you, old man, you know? It's more like, <laughs> okay, thanks for telling the stories. We kind of know you're crazy. Oh, shit, what's that? I hope that's not mine. No. Oh, wow, we got interrupted pretty bad. Anyway. Uh, okay, we do a, a three count. Okay. So, yeah, Robert Redford, he's the only guy uh, named Meacham who's actually seen this dragon. Okay. In a standoff. Fresh apparently. from his appearance in Civil War. Wow, yes. <laughs> oh, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier. Oh, he wasn't. Yeah, he yeah, wasn't. Winter Soldier. My bad. And, uh, yeah, he actually has screen presence in this as an old man. Dude, he's Robert Redford. Yeah. He commands screen presence everywhere. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And uh, his daughter is Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard as a <gasps> ranger. From Jurassic Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, Jurassic World. Jurassic World, Jurassic World. She and, runs yeah. in heels. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's a legit ranger. Oh. And somehow, Pink? within her three, four, <laughs> within her three or four year tenure in the forest, you know, checking out, she never, she did not spot the invisible dragon. So this which, is, to be fair, after the really events hard. of Jurassic World, where she's now tortured <laughs> by another giant lizard. <laughs> is this canon? <laughs> no, no, no. Somehow missed out on seeing a little boy running around like Tarzan. I think she's probably, she, she should be sick of invisible giant lizards by now. Yeah. And there's also a guy, uh, what's that? Uh, she's also... Chris Pratt? No, 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 no. I was, gonna say Carl, I was actually going to say Carl Urban. Carl, Carl Urban's yes, in this? Yes, Yeah, uh, yeah, he's actually the brother of uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's uh, husband. Mm. And he's actually supposedly the antagonist, but... The thing is, there are no real bad guys in the show. They're more like, in a real-life situation, if you come across a dragon, you kind of want to capture it to, you know... Have it as a side Dude, I'd run, run the fuck away. It's <laughs> a <laughs> fucking dragon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean... Initial I mean, reaction. Uh, it's kind of realistic in this show, but you have to remember it's a Disney film, so it's going to have a good ending no matter what. So, okay. Um, it's a positive film, that's for sure. That basically captures like uh, the imagination and the So it stays out. true to the Disney ethos and like the, the magical quality. Like the... The wonderful world of Disney, like those classic Disney shows. Yeah, but done in a more modern, modern way. Updated. Not, 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 not grime and gritty way, but more so like... not a gritty reboot of Peace Dragon. No, no, no. So no one dies here. Oh, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, except the parents early on in the film. <laughs> Yo, it's not a Disney film unless it stars an orphan. Yes. <laughs> and it's actually done pretty well. Like, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard has the charisma to be a nurturing mother figure. I guess so. I mean, and uh, Robert Redford, I mean, we've already mentioned his good points. Okay. He's Robert Redford, for quite out loud. He's Robert Redford. And the dragon, Elliot, yeah, he's pretty awesome. I think they probably took a few sound bites from the old film mm-hmm. and remodernized it for him. He's kind of like a big ass dog who breathes fire. Basically, Falcor. Yeah, Falcor. <laughs> from Never Ending Story. And we love Falcor in Never Ending <laughs> Story. Now, that Fucking movie awesome. deserves a gritty reboot. <laughs> Atreyu dies, everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For... oh, and, and, and then the Pete and Sova is, you know, as a kid, should be, you know, like clueless, but at the same time, all protective of, so of who's the, the dragon. So, who's the, who's the child actor de jure playing this young Pete? I wish I knew the name, actually. Have you seen him in anything else? No, I think this is the first time I've seen him. Uh, it's a kid named Oaks Fegley. Oaks Fegley? Yeah. Let's go up on the IMDb. Let's see what he's done previously before this. This kid might have a career after this. Well, you know. Oh, and the uh, husband of uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is um, Wes Bentley, Jack. Why is he familiar? I have no idea. He sounds familiar. You're right, you're right. Wes Bentley, yeah. Oh, he looks familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is from... He's from Hunger Games. He was in Interstellar. Oh, he was. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. But okay, let's check out this Oaks Figley Jr. 
Beats Dragon, and this is where I leave you. I think that's it. Oh, okay. So how was... Not that many films, so that's, you know, cool. For a, for a kid actor, yeah, that's a pretty huge undertaking, and it actually works out well. So if we recall... I that, actually uh... like all the characters in this show, even the bad guy who is not really a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I think the big villain here is just misunderstand- misunderstanding. The concept of misunderstanding. Things. And racism. Uh, no that, ra- that song you're taking song of the south <laughs> no no racism no 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 oh okay. I, I guess a big dragon we're gonna build a wall around this dragon <laughs> <laughs> but for the most parts I really had nothing bad to say it just captures the whole Disney magic it's just fun it's just good to watch it makes you feel good it's something you bring your girlfriend to something you bring your folks to just gives you a good feeling and it's also good acting okay for a contemporary kind of film with an imaginary invisible dragon now Without spoiling too much, okay, does this take the original on a whole new direction? I mean, is it basically the same story? Is it like a uh, beat there, for there, beat there's remake? No, there's no shoved-in bad guy to kidnap the orphan or Anymore. anything like that. Okay, okay. I mean, there is word of social... Uh, what's that? Um, Justice warrior? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, social security, you know, that whole like, uh, you gotta give the, give the kid back to child support or some shit. Oh. But that's it. I mean, it was just mentioned <laughs> once and then that's it. No subplot where the evil bureaucracy guy, you know, like from Lilo and Stitch, Stitch coming down to take the boy away from the dragon. Man, bureaucracy ruins everything, yeah. well, I mean, which it, I will it, explain I, later. I mean, that is part of it, but you know what? It's it's part of the plot and it's realistic in that sense. Everything all works out in the end. Oh. And done in a realistic manner, as realistic as a film of a dragon. It can be... So I guess what people really need to know is how does the dragon look? Furry. Like I, I mean, think I think you mentioned Falcor, but bigger, but more dog-like, very playful, charming. Like definitely merchandisable. He's definitely gonna be a plush toy next week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But well, I mean, actually, the film came out in the US pretty early. It came out to Singapore much later. But yeah, he's gonna be a merchan- merchandisable character. I guess. I mean, I mean, the original Pete's dragon. Okay. I'm, mind-blowing right there were song of the south there was probably mary poppins right so yeah it was the first time for me as a child watching a movie where they married uh live action and animation and that was the gimmick basically Mm -hmm. and okay i haven't seen that movie at all since then you probably saw it recently to catch up yeah yeah it doesn't doesn't hold hold up up at all all. (laughs) very very stuck in its time where everyone was like oh golly gee willikers and some shit like that we need to bring that back man golly gee willikers yeah oh my gee whiz mister (laughs) very very 70s very very 80s no no definitely 60s 70s very leave it to beaver yeah yeah (laughs) And this, at least, you know, it, it, it knows what to change and knows what not to change. But, okay, what I'm trying to get at is, like, okay, the magic of Pete's Dragon and, like, you know, films like Mary Poppins and Song of the South, right, was, like, look at this technology or look at this technique where we can, instead of, like, you know, using puppets or trying to, like, you know, like use really goofy special effects, right? No, with the power of animation, we can actually push the limits of storytelling. We can create worlds, create characters that's usually... Very difficult to do with, you know, live action. It's the right? same thing with the Jungle Book, the new, the one that came out this year. Okay. Where basically a kid interacts with a bunch of CGI shit. But, but this one is only one CGI thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and Robert Redford being the very wise kind of guy. I mean, but what I'm really trying to get at is, right, is some of the magic lost? Not- Seeing as how, like, okay, you're telling me that this is a story about a kid and a CGI dragon, right? Yeah. Now... Picture this. Imagine replacing it with an actual 
cell-drawn animated dragon instead? Would this movie have worked? Uh, or would it create a certain charm that would have made it a totally different experience for you? It's the kind of charm that makes you push away your suspense or disbelief. Okay. But I felt that here, it, when it's in 3D, it just felt like... So the gimmick isn't about the marriage of animation and live action. It's more about, okay, we're going to retell the story. Literally, yeah. this, that's, that's what they're making. Retell it, it in, the, in the best way possible for that age with better character development. Mm, but And, and uh, more, I guess the dragon has certain charisma things that is similar to the old animated vision. But again, the dragon is supposed to be very animalistic, very protective. Mm-hmm. And I felt that this new one captured it much better. Okay. But let's tie this in. Like, Disney has been on a bit of a streak kind of rebooting themselves. Yeah. Like With Cinderella. Snow and White the, and the Huntsman. Yes. There was Maleficent. Uh, what else is coming up? Uh? Uh, well, they had the Jungle Book one. They done the Cinderella one also, right? Yeah, yeah. With the <laughs> Ed, and Edit Stark on that one. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, they also had... A, they're they're going to release Beauty and the Beast eventually. Yeah, that's going to be a thing, one. right? It's going to be... Yeah. So is it going to be a big... F- CGI beast yeah probably played by Chris Hemsworth because he's so <laughs> if they if they put in Ron Perlman that might be interesting dude Ron Perlman uh, he already did that in the 80s I know I know why not do it the again the beast who took the subway <laughs> <laughs> why not do it again that's how old I am yeah. I remember that show <laughs> jeez <laughs> but, yeah but I think okay I didn't really like the Jungle Book that much but although like, it actually improved upon the original quite a lot which is really saying much. By adding Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> as Mr. Washington. Oh, uh, that's Tarzan. I think oh, my bad. Mixed up. <laughs> I think they mean, all take place in the fucking forest. I think, I, I think you mean Idris Elba. Idris CGI Elba animals. is uh, Shere Khan. Oh, Idris Elba? Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is, he actually did a pretty good role of that. But I felt that, um, okay, this one kind of hit out of the ballpark for me, Pete's Dragon. Really? Not, not completely perfect because... It's you expect that to happen, so it's good holiday fun. Huh? Good holiday fun, heartwarming as well too. Bring your kids. Yep. If you want to recapture the the classic, uh, wonderful world of Disney, like the old school, they did it right. Basically, they did yeah. it right for this one. Exactly. I'm actually surprised and shocked. I thought they're gonna recapture or redo the the whimsy of the first film, but apparently they did it in their own way. Okay. Where it actually yeah. gave a shit about the characters. I guess, I mean, I think they're on this trip where they need to do modern retellings. Yeah. Like, you know, keep things up to date, keep things yeah. fresh. Give something less... You have to do more than just be fluffy and be cute. But here's what I'm really disappointed in. Like, you know, shouldn't you be trying to do this with new ideas and new IPs? Why are we retelling stories that... I mean, granted, it's not points where it doesn't destroy people's childhoods. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, If you like the original one, you'll probably like this one yeah, too. Right? Yeah. So it's like, where can Disney go with this? What would be the next thing they should... I mean, shouldn't they be... I know they got Star Wars money. They got Marvel money. They, are they got princess money. God damn, that princess money bought <laughs> Marvel money. They, 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 they are making new stuff. I mean, Moa is... Moa... Okay, that 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 Moe? Moe. <laughs> Maui. Okay, that that film Moa Moe. Moe. I don't know how to pronounce it, dude. Uh, Last game podcast. Yeah. Proper drunk now. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say Moa. Moa coming out in November. We already have Frozen. This Big Hero Six technically a Marvel product. El Stanley, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, what was that a film? Oh yeah, Zootopia. Oh, this year as Zootopia is Disney? Yeah. Ooh. That's in the freaking original film. That's basically The Wire with furries. 
And it's a damn good film too. No, no. Now I really want to see The Wire with furries. <laughs> that image it's, that, it's like so good. It, the, has, the, tum- it has 15 Tumblr pages yo, the, dedicated to the relationship between the image the fox just, and, the, and the rabbit. Dude, wait till you get to DeviantArt. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, 4chan? No. <laughs> Stop. No. Now, we're on a Disney saccharine fix. Let's not ruin it. Okay, okay. we can just <laughs> keep it, it fluffy. Yeah, okay. We'll cap it like the dragon. We'll cap, we'll cap it off with saying 8 out of 10. Good stuff. Recommend it. Watch Peach Dragon. Your recommendation? Yes. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, speaking of dragons. Yes. Speaking of dragons and giant lizards. Giant lizards. Wait, wait. Does Peach Dragon, he breathes fire, right? Yes. Mm. Of the moth? Yes. Would that be the usual place you expect a giant lizard to be spewing flame yes well let me tell you about Shin Godzilla <laughs> okay <laughs> now Shin Godzilla aka Godzilla Resurgence to our American friends when it finally gets released on your side of the pond which is probably in October much later than now okay now Shin Godzilla came out rather recently here in Singapore okay did gangbusters in freaking Japan you know and this is Japan's reaction to America's recent Godzilla output. The Godzilla 2014 Godzilla. Starring uh, Quicksilver. <laughs> 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 Or Kick-Ass, depending on which movies you saw. Okay? Or, and, and, and Scarlet Witch. And Brian Cranston. Yeah. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Say my name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, imagine him saying that to the lizard if he was still alive. <laughs> I am the one who knocks and Godzilla smashes him. <laughs> Now, okay. This movie, Shin Godzilla, came out this year. Too much hype, okay? Because is, this, is it during the story, like in the first Godzilla film, where it's okay, an allegory of... first Godzilla film? The, the 1954... Of, yes. It is. Okay, this is an official... None of... It's not part of the canon that came before it. Mm-hmm. This is Godzilla, fresh, new monster. Japan's gonna say, okay, you did it your way. This is how we do it. The hype train for this was pretty much in full effect. Uh, people online were like reacting to the poster, to the trailer, to the way he looks. It's like, oh, this Godzilla looks sick, looks badass. Okay, Japan knows how to do Godzilla films. Okay, this is gonna kick so much ass. And then I saw this, and I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's like, it, on, what was bad about it? Well, it shares the same problem it has with the 2014 Godzilla movie. Where, oh man, I, I don't want to spoil things, but I have to tell you what I don't like. Not basically, enough Godzilla, basically. Not enough Godzilla. Half the movie takes place in boardrooms, in meetings. It's all these government officials and all these goddamn bureaucrats, like, just arguing and trying to figure out what to do and not responding correctly. And, and like, shit's happening over there. And they're, like, you know, too busy with politics and being anal about things and ah <laughs> and it's like half the time is like you know it's a talk fest literally you know and like the thing about some of these actors you know I mean I, I don't know who they are I mean I, I don't some of them I recognize you know I, I can't name you who they are but there were some over dramatic moments some really hammy moments you know and like, the thing about Japanese acting It takes a certain taste, a certain palate. You have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Especially when they deliver lines a certain way. Where they, There's a certain kind of cadence they kind of pull off when they're trying to be dramatic. And there's a lot of that in this movie. Mm-hmm. Not enough lizard though. <laughs> so, 
Shin Godzilla. Yeah, you know, for a show named after the lizard, you don't see much of him, right? Is that true? I mean, he compared to the American Godzilla, he almost equal appearance, almost equal screen time. I would say, in ratio, in uh, respect to all the human scenes. Like when you saw the American Godzilla, most of the time you're like thinking, okay, why are we following this idiot around? Okay, he needs to go find his wife, or he needs to, I mean, reunite with his wife and his kid. You know, his father died. Okay, poor, poor Quicksilver. <laughs> I gotta, can't remember the kid's name, but yeah, that guy. You know, and then and the thing about like the main problem a lot of people had with the 2014 Godzilla is like it was such a cock tease. Like you know, they would show you the monster and then immediately cut away from it to a TV to the to, to a the TV screen. or to the door closing and, and it's like and I, and I get it I get that like you know Gareth Edwards who's gonna be doing Rogue One yeah. so I'm a little bit worried but at the same time yeah, but you know the, the, I la- did the last like... 15 minutes of Godzilla 2014 that was yo <laughs> that was good I lost it okay like the the I don't know. If, are we spoiling it for people? This movie is two years old. Yeah. If you haven't seen the second American Godzilla movie, okay, compared to the 1998 Roland Emmerich crap fest fish eating uh Matthew yeah, Broderick eating. movie, which starred half the Simpson cast, okay, now, uh, definitely way better. <laughs> okay, but you you're gonna you have to understand this movie came out right after Pacific Rim. And Pacific Rim was nothing but hardcore kaiju action done by a fucking Mexican, you know, who who loved the genre, who knew exactly what to do with it, you know. I mean, it was a, it was a giant robot fight with giant monsters, and not just one monster, several monsters in succession, you know, with enough space for character human development, drama, yeah. human drama, and probably one of the best dream sequences, like when the little Jap- the Japanese, uh, what's your name, Mako, whatever. Like she had, she, the way he went into her her head, and then he saw her as a young girl running away from the kaiju. Now that that scene was heartbreaking. Was like you know so emotional. Like Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro is a brilliant filmmaker. Yes, yes. He needs money. Give him money. Ask, let him just fulfill. I want to see another Hellboy. God damn it. <laughs> okay, but like, so the, the failure of 2014's Godzilla was basically it came out after Pacific Rim. I mean, if Pacific Rim didn't exist. Or if Pacific Rim came out after Godzilla that, Godzilla did pretty good enough that they're actually gonna do a sequel soon. Anyway. Not only a sequel, they're gonna do like the whole spin-off Godzilla vs King Kong. Kong Island is coming out. Oh, I want to see that. I hope that this Skull Island movie does well. Uh, and when if that does gangbusters, you know, there's definitely you gotta do the the rematch of the century. You know, Godzilla vs King Kong. Yeah. Which you know, I don't know. I I I don't know. If that's gonna be a thing, I mean, I've been burned by trailer so many times. Okay, but now back to Shin Godzilla. Now back to Shin Godzilla. Same. This is the same problem it's facing right now, right? The, the, the thing is, right? I can understand that in the 2014 Godzilla movie, he was either limited by the studio or by budget or by deadline, or maybe he was trapped in his own method of storytelling. Where basically, in his own head, he was like thinking, because this is the guy who created Monster, amazing movie, where it basically shows uh, how people. Who live in a world of giant monsters, you know, like mill about and survive. Not much of a budget, too. Not much of a budget, but he proved that he could make a serious monster movie with a different angle. And if you give him money and you give him something as like you know as iconic as Godzilla, like what could he pull off? People were you know properly disappointed. You know? He was actually gonna take the Jaws route where they show the monster bit I mean, by bit, yes. and then the climax he shows more of it. But like visually, like that movie, like you know, like the scene where the skydivers are coming in, like on top of Godzilla, yep. or when he appeared 
in the darkness with uh like un- under the light of machine gun fire. I mean, like visually, this guy, this kid's got it, you know. And it's hard to hate the 2014 Godzilla movie because the last 15 minutes are so fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, when he blows away the motos, the first time you see his atomic breath. Yep, yep. Oh, that was so good. That was like so you good. didn't expect that. You know, you didn't think no, they would. When you see his tail light up, you can hear the sound. They're like, oh shit! When he's he charged, when he powers up, right? It, and he did it. And he did it. You know, he fills up his super meter, and yeah. he finally lets go, right? Okay, now, oh boy, now, Shin Godzilla. Now Shin Godzilla apparently, his lightning breath comes out of every single hole on his body. <laughs> oh, so it's like a I'd, missile thing. I don't it? know if it's a spoiler. No, no, it comes out his spikes. It comes out his tail. Now, one thing I'll praise Shin Godzilla, the destruction. Yo, Man of Steel finally has something to contend with. Like, I was really entertained by the level of destruction that this movie pulls off. I mean, like you know, and it's like his atomic breath literally cuts buildings in half. It's not just like paper buildings exploding. It's not models. You know, it's CGI, but it's done very well. Unfortunately, another thing about this movie that major problem is how inconsistent it is with the effects sometimes. And I mean, granted, Japan, they have they're they're on a different budget. They don't have that kind of hundred million billion Hollywood dollar. They don't they don't have Hollywood money. And but the thing is, like they've done thirty of these goddamn things, you know. And they should have it down to a science, basically. Not just down to a science, but they should have had. I mean, okay, the problem with this Godzilla movie, it I don't think it's marked by budget or finance. There's something. Kind of disingenuous about this movie. You think it might be the director who's done Evangelion, Hideki uh, Hideaki Anno? Uh, what's his name? Hideaki Anno. Oh wow, we really need to <laughs> pronounce it before the show. <laughs> no, it's you're right. It's Hideaki Anno and Shinji Higuchi. Okay, okay Hideaki okay. Anno. Well, now the thing about I I wouldn't say it's the director's fault either, but to me. This Godzilla movie wasn't so much as a sincere need to create another Godzilla movie, but more so a need to react to the American Godzilla movie. Now, let me take you back to 1998, Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Okay, when that movie came out, they reacted immediately. Almost a year later, they dropped Godzilla 2000 in Japan. And that movie kicked so much ass. Okay, I mean, officially released 99. I mean,、mm-hmm. for our Western audience, our Western fans, right? You would recognize. Uh, it more as Godzilla two thousand. Okay, it had one it, of the better monsters. It in the was show.、Uh, yes. Woo. Argo. What was the name? Orga. 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 My bad. I was about to say Argo. Ben Affleck's <laughs> in Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> he's an amazing actor. <laughs> Would you have like a giant ass monster that can actually swallow Godzilla whole? Yes, you know, you've、uh, got a contender. When you, it, for a new second, I, I think yeah, it was second or third generation. I, I think it's Heisei era. Definitely after the Showa era, but Millennium era was it? Millennium era is ah、uh, uh, my bad, you're right. It's the third generation,、mm. so it's Millennium Millennium era. Like they, after all this time, they could still come up with new monsters and new adversaries for Godzilla that were l- legit, you know. And like you know, this guy Orga, wow, <laughs> you know, he could literally swallow Godzilla. He was that big, yeah. And he was a guy in a suit too. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I think it started <laughs> off as like an ambiguous、uh, flying rock. <laughs> that transformed into a monster, basically. Was, actually, he was literally a giant petrified piece of shit. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> <That> too. <laughs> he started off as a UFO, then it got really weird. Okay, but、uh, hands down, okay, Godzilla two thousand one of the best Godzilla movies in 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 canon in the series. 
So this is what I had in my head going in. Like, okay, Japan needs to answer back. Okay, so America's 2014 Godzilla movie had the Mutos, the, yeah. those two monsters. Like, oh, maybe they have three monsters. Maybe they're going to bring back Ghidorah. They're going to bring back Mothra. I mean, anybody would be cool. You know, Anguirus would be awesome because he would be, he's the original, he's the first Godzilla opponent. Which which is the second movie Godzilla Raids again after the fifty four the original movie yeah so yeah that movie basically sparked off the entire the, the entire kaiju genre so it's like that's the problem I think I'm such a fan I was expecting so much and when I went into this movie and I saw it and it was like such a talk fest and it's like yo why are you doing this and then well, I I did not realize that the directors like the Evangelion guys were the guns behind it because I went in kind of raw. Like, I saw the trailer, I saw the movie posters, but I didn't do the research. I was just thinking, yo, Godzilla, I'm a Godzilla fan, walk in, won't be disappointed, especially if we're coming up from Japan, from Toho, especially since it's off the tail of another Godzilla movie, especially an American Godzilla movie. So would this be the this generation Godzilla movie to blow me away? It didn't. I was very disappointed. I mean, it's not a terrible movie. And that's the thing. It's like that kind of like, oh, the potential was there. Everything was missed. I mean, how do you say it? They could have gone further, but no. They, they should have, but they didn't. They basically wanted to do the first Godzilla. It was, yes. In a, in a way, it was basically, here's another reboot. Godzilla's been around for 50 years. We don't need another reboot. We don't need your version of... I mean, granted, okay, the original Godzilla movie was... A di- it was a disaster movie. It was a horror movie. It was a monster movie. It wasn't... The kaiju genre hadn't been invented yet. So that movie was designed to terrify you. Mm. And it was an allegory to the whole... Uh, I mean, Japan is the only country in the entire planet to have like, you know, been the victims of n- nuclear devastation. So like, there were hints in this movie where... Uh, like, you know, Shin Godzilla, where it felt like this was also... On the same in in the same kind of wavelength, it's like a parable to the events in Japan, like the Fukushima incident and the tsunami, and how basically like people in power were powerless or like you know inefficient or not able to react or respond to such crises. So it's like you will you will definitely taste that, especially I mean in the boardroom scenes, in the meeting room scenes, and that's all they kind of harped on about because. In my head, I was thinking like, okay, I get it. You want to kind of tell this story. I mean, gr- granted, the critics loved it. They left it up. I mean, critically, this movie is kind of doing well. And financially, do it. it. It highest grossing live action movie in Japan this year. But for you, it's not going to satiate your Godzilla fix. That's the thing. It's like, if you're a Godzilla fan, I mean, like, if you're not a layman, I mean, like, let me say this. If you're not a Godzilla fan, you'll find it kind of draggy and boring. If you're a casual Godzilla fan, like you're aware of maybe like the American movies or like maybe more of the more fun stuff, like you know, the, like maybe Final Wars, or maybe even like slightly more obscure stuff like Godzilla and like King Ghidorah, or like you will be like, oh okay, yeah, this is like you know, here's is the year 2016. Let's update the visuals. Let's update the 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 style. You know, and you'll you'll sense that, but it doesn't take it to the next level that. I think a lot of diehard Godzilla fans are really looking for because basically I mean I, I was disappointed not on the, because of the storytelling the storytelling was okay basically what really brought it down for me was okay firstly it's the monster design the Muppet monster design it, 
I hate this. I mean, I know they want to stay true to the original, but that looks so fucking goofy now. <laughs> <laughs> no, especially with yeah, the, it does, it does, with like the so. static eyes that just don't really move or react. You know, and it, it's like maybe uh, the eyes are supposed to be like soulless. That's why it does not move. I mean, okay, they kind of. Well, I don't know if I should. I don't know if this is a spoiler. Okay, basically, Godzilla, this version is kind of back to the whole nuclear waste thing where it's actually it's, an evo- it's, a, it's a, a mutant evolution of microorganisms and Godzilla's a fucking Pokemon in this movie <laughs> you see three versions of him okay uh, let's <laughs> just leave it as that yeah okay no but I'll, I'll, but the thing is the way he looks I mean a lot of people complain about you know, why does his eyes look weird why is his tail like what's all the scars on his body like why is his arm so small Okay, the arm... It does give an explanation, right, Eton? Basically, you see him evolve from, like, this weird sea creature. Or, like, it's like a, the first evolution, okay, the first form of Godzilla is going to remind you a lot of that Korean uh, kaiju movie, The Host. Okay, yes, yes. It's basically a giant tadpole, and he has gills and stuff, because they want you, they want to kind of affirm that he's a sea creature, he has gills, you know, and... Okay, I admit, like, when I first saw it, I mean, coming in raw, I was, like, thinking, oh, like, this is, is this the creature that he'll be fighting later? You know, I, I didn't I was, I didn't realize that, no, 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 this is Godzilla. There he is. <laughs> this is what he looks like now. And he's going to evolve. And he's, like, this big eel fish thing with legs. No arms. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you did the research, if you're a Godzilla fan, I mean, it's probably been, I don't think it's a spoiler, but his arms are one of the last things to evolve. That he gets much later. So like when you look at when you're in this movie and it, like if you have the image of him in from the poster, and you look at this monster and you're thinking, is this Godzilla? It's like yeah, that's Godzilla. And it, like he 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 does destruction at first, and it's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. Okay, and then after that he evolves. Okay, I have to say the second uh, evolution that scene, probably one of my favorite parts of this movie. Because they cue in the old school Godzilla music. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, like that the orchestration, the the, the large horns, the bum 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 like and like okay. And then he becomes this thing. Now, as I said before, granted, I think they really wanted to homage or pay tribute to the original Godzilla. As that as that kind of method of filmmaking or how does that work for you? It, no. Hmm. Adapt. I always say, I mean, like, he's evolving, but he's, he's turning into something that's... I guess it's the problem with modern audiences. you got to kind of show them something that they're familiar with. You can't really change too much or else, you know, then it detracts. I mean, granted, like, the 2014 Godzilla movie, when that came out, mm-hmm. the major complaint was, like, you know, from the Japanese audiences, why does he look so fat? Because <laughs> he's American, he eats hamburgers, you know? And now you look at this Godzilla, he's a little bit more svelte, a little bit more, you know, sleek, right? You know, really tiny arms, I don't know why. T-Rex, is that popular? But it's like, the, the, the head, the head just looks so weird to me. I mean, I'm a fan of, like, the Millennium Godzilla, where he becomes really lizard-like. Like, like the original Godzilla, Amazing movie, perfect, a masterpiece, you know, cultural milestone. But the monster is kind of goofy looking. I have, you have to admit, you know, and he gets progressively more goofy looking later on. Dude, up till Son of Godzilla, he still looks retarded. Okay, you know, and that's like so a, the Millennium that's design. That's a good ten movies, twelve movies, fourteen movies in, and then the Millennium design, like when he becomes badass again, becomes scary looking. Okay, he does have the the weird static googly eyes, you know, and yeah, it's a guy in a suit, but. It, Looks cool. I think everything else just makes up for it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, I mean, this Godzilla design was basically they trying to, they really try to hammer in like 
this is a creature made out of several different creatures that you know it's like it's a, it's a, it's a conglomerate of all these different sea life that this is what it becomes in the end that it's a creature that consumes other life forms to become this giant mess uh, you know monolith destruction and okay i mean i'll just say this i mean I get the homage, I get the tribute, you know, but he looks... But, it, but you're not buying it, basically. He looks too goofy. It, it's very jarring. I mean, like, you know, your suspension of disbelief is one thing, but there are moments when I actually giggle, like, this looks so silly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he... Uh, but the, overall, the entire movie, you felt as more just okay? Just go in without that many expectations? Or how would you recommend this to your to If you're a Godzilla fan... Please support the Godzilla series. I mean, the thing is, it made his money back in Japan, but you know, it's gonna it's gonna start going on its t- uh, international releases, right? So you'd like to see a sequel to this? I want to see a sequel, but I don't want to see a sequel to this movie. Like, I mean, granted, Jap- there's been shitty Godzilla movies, several. Son of Godzilla, I just mentioned that one of the worst movies. Godzilla vs. Biolante. God, fuck that. <laughs> it's the whole ecosystem thing, It's right? the one where he fights the pollution monster. Ugh. But, like, you know I mean? The thing is, there's always that one movie that comes... I mean, it's usually the first movie of a Godzilla wave, you know? The, like I said before, the Heisei, the Showa, and the Millennium. Like, the first one is usually the best one. And it starts to fall... Spiral. Like it goes up and down more or less yeah right? I mean because like the obvious next thing to do after this Godzilla movie would be the, the the one where he fights another monster where he resurrects himself and I was I, I won't spoil it but at the end of the movie there is sequel bait there is a moment where you would be like oh it's probably going to be a sequel and that's what they're going to go with it sounds like as if the American uh, Gareth Edwards they all they kind of they kind of know what they did with the 2014 one I would say so yeah. with the upcoming one hopefully they'll add in monsters for him to fight I guess I mean is that going to be a thing I mean he's going to fight Kong apparently it's going to be a monster island like scenario Dude, you know so we need... may we may have a Mothra, we may have a dude. Dis- not destroyer. There's like a bunch of. There's a Troya. You gotta say it like that, man. There's a bunch of other duty fights. Ghidorah, Ghidorah, Rodan. Ah, Rodan. Thank you, Rodan. Yes. Okay, I'll I'll just say this right. The next Godzilla movie. Okay, I know you're trying to do the serious Godzilla movie where it's a parable on the, the crisis and the failure of humanity and all that, right? Okay, as a Godzilla fan, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for a lot of guys out there, right? We need the HD remake of Destroy All Monsters. <laughs> That's what we want to see. Because the thing is, right, the, the 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 so-called bar for the kaiju movie has been set by Pacific Rim. Okay? Yes, it has. It, it has. Literally, you know, like fucking Hideo Kojima, you know. Uh, call back to uh, Mel Gear Suckage, <laughs> episode number five. Anyway, no, but... Like Guillermo del Tomo, that's that guy who loves the genre, who knows exactly what he needs to do to pull this off. So like, and in 2014, noble effort. It wasn't a failure, but you know, it felt more sincere than the Japanese Godzilla. That's what I. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Like definitely room for improvement, but good job, good job. I don't know. I mean, it's. I guess because I care so much about Godzilla. I mean, you want to see it do. Well I want to. I want to see that one Godzilla movie for my for this generation that will blow people away. Stay true to its roots. I, I I'm just not asking for much. How is how can you fuck up a Godzilla movie? And I'm not saying that this movie is fucked up. I'm just saying like, why did they go this route? Yeah. S- such a wasted opportunity. I mean, uh, the way I say it, I think you can now. 
at this point in time can suggest the five movies which <laughs> the new the next Godzilla can really sort of you know Look, if you match up with or get inspiration from no maybe like okay if you want to see a Godzilla movie and you were like kind of thinking about should I go see Shin Godzilla I mean okay of the of what I can really remember okay at least see the original the classic the 1954 one try to avoid the American redo with Raymond Burr doing the live director's commentary from the window I kind of liked the commentary when I saw it really it Perry was, Mason in a Godzilla it, it, it's <laughs> fucking stupid but it's cheesy in its own way I, I guess you know I mean it that turned it into a proper B movie yeah. uh, like you know did Mystery Science Theater did a parody on that I think they did right it's probably one of the hardest to find episodes because of the licensing of that monstrosity yeah. okay but Definitely. I mean, if you have to get a definitive version, I mean, like the Criterion Blu-ray of Godzilla, Gojira, dude, like, you know, just the packaging is worth the price of purchase. Lovely, okay? That, okay. Now, you've got your recommendation of the Godzilla flicks to watch, yes, right? To sort of take the take your mind off Shin Godzilla, in a sense. In a sense, yeah. I mean, like, watch the original one. Uh, definitely what I mentioned before destroy all monsters that's the, the the first Royal Rumble where all the monsters fought uh, basically they're all just getting up on King Ghidorah yep. but you know like you know, if you want to get a taste of like the goofy kaiju side of Godzilla but avoid all it's like if you want to kid Godzilla if you oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> if you want to watch the Avengers and avoid will. all the other solo movies yep. that's that's it this is the Avengers of that era <laughs> okay. when, this is where they all just like you know all the, the, the boys from Brazil style everybody gets in I and mean, smashes I mean Godzilla could be worse I mean you could have got Zuki and <laughs> 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 oh, fuck Godzilla no <laughs> I mean, I like, think I just broke in Shafiq. No, not yet. Okay. Godzilla broke me. <laughs> Too little, little. No, but okay, maybe that. Definitely uh, Godzilla Final Wars. Yes, Final Wars <laughs> is good shit. Okay, bro. for the Millennium series, like be- besides that, okay, Godzilla uh, 2000. If you just paid money to watch if you... the American Godzilla get killed, <laughs> that's worth the 10 bucks. You know, like, but the rest of the movie is great. <laughs> As cheesy and as hammy and as retarded and as batshit nuts that movie is, like, yeah, for the price of the of the DVD or the Blu-ray or the box or, just to see Zilla nineteen ninety eight Emirate Godzilla get fucking wasted yeah. by the or, the real Shin Godzilla's atomic breath, watch that. Yeah, definitely, probably, I guess. Okay, maybe the nineteen eighty four reboot. Like the the second wave. Yeah, I sort of remember that, but I did not watch it fully. Maybe you could tell it, more about that. It's the start of the Heisei series. It's um basically like throughout the sixties, seventies, Godzilla got really retarded. <laughs> <laughs> it got really silly. Okay, Godzilla was dancing. He was flying. Like, yeah, son of Godzilla. To teach him karate. What was it kung fu? Uh, fuck you. What's the what's that monkey's name again? A Mew Mew or something? <laughs> Mew Mew. What Mew. the fuck, man? He has a, Godzilla Junior has a very specific name. Okay, but in Godzilla nineteen eighty four, you see son of Godzilla, all grown up, to be as menacing and as badass as daddy Godzilla so he's so, the bad guy in so, this Godzilla right yeah, is it the, the, the two of them kind of work together I don't want to spoil it this is actually one of the strongest stories okay, okay. <laughs> then, then we don't spoil it okay I don't, I don't, the thing is like a, a couple of monsters fight okay so it's the original Godzilla 54 the 30th anniversary in 1984 the, an actual reboot it's called Godzilla mm-hmm. again uh, the, okay destroy the monsters definitely maybe two more okay final wars okay one more 
One more. <laughs> Godzilla vs. Destroyer. You <laughs> just like to say that name a lot, Dude, don't you? Best, vil- best Godzilla enemy ever. Yo, that is on. It's up there with The Rock vs. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> okay. You see an even match. It's like, okay, uh, should I spoil it? Okay, Godzilla doesn't really beat Destroyer. The military actually helps. Uh, right, but right. for a face off, it was good. Dude, just watch that movie. I mean, okay. I would I say... Think, I think to stay consistent with what we said, uh, Godzilla 2000 is sort of like the sixth or the honorable mention Godzilla I was, within that list. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like... Because Orga was cool. We mentioned Orga was if cool. If you need to recommend a Godzilla movie to somebody, okay, and if, if the black and white one is a little bit too old, a little bit too archaic, or if the new one is a little bit too uh, in your face, or you, you just want to introduce somebody to it, right? Okay. Definitely Godzilla 1984, Godzilla 2000, Godzilla Destroyer because it's just so balls up fun. And Destroy All Monsters if you want to just have value for money and see all the monsters. So like that is me off the top of my head, a fan recommendation for anybody trying to get into Godzilla that doesn't know where to start. Nice. So my overall rating for Shin Godzilla? Six and a half. It's a, it's, 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 a, it's a fair rating. It's a strong C. It does its best where it could, but I have to take a lot of marks off for, for the potential wasted. Yeah. And with that, I think we can just cap off this podcast. Really? Enough lizard talk for all of you? Yep, enough. So please, follow us at Last King Podcast on Twitter. We also have an Instagram where I post all the covers for all our uh, little MP3 tracks here. Yep. Or you can go to our website, thelastking.net. Or if you want to follow us personally, you can find Mr. Toffee at Mr. Toffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my Twitter, my Twitter feed, yes. He's unemployed right now. So ladies, yes. prime time to get his attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have lots of free time, so... Oh, this, man. I'm, just, I'm just taking a break from all this work Maybe stuff. you should go watch Godzilla. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should do that, yeah. Actually, I'm going to watch all those Godzilla films you recommended. So. Well, please, now, if, you want, if you want a top 10, yeah, I'll, gi- I'll give you 10 more movies you should watch. Nice. You know? Okay, so thank you, everybody. This has been The Last King Podcast, episode 7. Good night.